Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, October 31st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll be looking at why the U.S. has indicted 10 Chinese intelligence officers and how U.K. business leaders might become the country's newest diplomats. Then, we'll take a look at how new coal plants in Asia might knock global emission targets off course. Plus, what we learned from Facebook's third quarter earnings. I'm Eric Krupke. And I'm Lila Raptopoulos. And here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday, the U.S. Department of Justice indicted 10 Chinese intelligence officers. They were accused of allegedly stealing confidential aviation information from American and European companies. It's the third time since September the U.S. National Security Division has brought charges against Chinese intelligence officers for stealing U.S. intellectual property. According to the indictment, two of the people charged worked for a branch of China's Ministry of State Security. And between 2010 and 2015, they worked to steal the turbofan engine technology used in U.S. and European airliners. The six other defendants were alleged hackers who worked for those intelligence officers, and the final two worked for a French aerospace manufacturer. The intelligence officers targeted over a dozen companies in the U.S., U.K., and France as part of the alleged scheme. UK Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt is expected to start inviting business leaders to become British ambassadors. That would be closer to the US-style system of political appointments. Mr. Hunt is expected to speak tonight about inviting one or two ambassadors every year from the private sector. His allies said senior business figures with specific knowledge of a country would bring a new dimension to the diplomatic service. The UK has usually drawn most of its diplomats from pools of career civil servants. The general secretary of the union that represents senior civil servants, Dave Penman, said the development is worrying. He said the UK's interests are best served by a professional diplomatic service. And a fleet of new coal plants in Asia might be a threat to global emissions targets. Asia has 2,000 gigawatts of coal-fired power plants, either operating now or under construction, and many of them are inefficient. 2,000 gigawatts is more than 10 times as much capacity as the EU. Coal plants in Asia are on average only 11 years old and still have decades left to operate, whereas those in the U.S. and Europe are older and nearing the end of their usage. The head of the International Energy Agency, Fatih Barol, told the FT that these coal plants in Asia were a crucial reason why both renewable energy consumption and carbon dioxide emissions are both increasing at the same time. Those emissions rose 1.4% last year, after several years of staying flat, and they're set to rise again in 2018. Scientists say global emissions have to reach net zero by 2050 if the world wants to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius from pre-industrial levels. The way things are going, that goal looks increasingly challenging. And here's something you might want to know more about. Facebook announced third quarter results yesterday after the close of trade in New York, and the social network beat earnings expectations by almost 20%. Facebook reported earnings of $1.76 a share, which was much higher than the average analyst estimate of $1.47. Revenue was at $13.7 billion, and that was just below the forecasted $13.8 billion. But Facebook stock is still trading almost a third lower than its peak in July. Investors were shaken back in the summer by forecasts of slowing growth. Hannah Kushler covers Facebook for the FT, and she was on the investor call with Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg on Tuesday afternoon. 
At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Facebook Third Quarter 2018 Earnings Conference Call. So what was really interesting with yesterday's conference call is that Zuckerberg didn't talk about the Russians or about privacy or Cambridge Analytica. Instead, he really focused on the business challenges. Today, I want to talk about our strategy overall as we navigate challenges and opportunities on several fronts. For one, we're seeing the way people connect shifting to private messaging and stories. So he laid out the challenge when it came to stories, which are the 24-hour photo collections that Facebook borrowed from Snapchat. And really, the challenge there is not getting people to use them, especially on Instagram and WhatsApp. Lots of people have used them. It is getting advertisers to follow those eyeballs and embrace the new format and pay quite as much for them as they're paying for the ads in Newsfeed. We have great products here that people love, but it will take some time for our business to catch up to our community growth. And was there any talk about the user base of Facebook? Is it growing or shrinking? So I think the common trope is, you know, Facebook is over. Who's on Facebook anymore? Facebook really can show that that's not true in the figures. They reached 10% growth in monthly active users to 2.3 billion monthly active users. The number of daily actives is still growing 9% year on year. Now, Mark Zuckerberg did use the word saturated twice, which is not a word I've heard him use before. We are generally stable, although we may be close to saturated in, developing, in developed countries while we continue to grow very quickly, uh, grow quickly in, in developing countries. Interestingly, in Europe, they appeared to drop, but Facebook has explained that away as some kind of accounting change. And did Mark Zuckerberg say anything about those privacy issues or any of the recent scandals that Facebook has had in the past few years? So Zuckerberg did address the cyber attack which happened during the quarter. This is the one that exposed 30 million people's details. He said it had been a very serious challenge, which is true. He was also asked a lot because analysts are often much more concerned about the cost of dealing with security issues than the actual issues themselves. And he was asked about that. And he said that when they had embarked on this kind of transformation of how Facebook deals with both security and safety and disinformation and terrorists and all the problems that Facebook has to deal with on the platform a couple of years ago, he'd said that it would last three years. He told investors that that was still on track and that by the end of 2019, he hoped to be in a place where he could say that their security systems were the kind of the best they could be. However, of course, he says it is an arms race and it's hard to completely beat people who are going to try and manipulate this community of over 2 billion people. So costs did outpace revenue this quarter. Why is that? So Facebook has never been shy about spending and investing, and it's carrying on its normal research and development, which goes into things like artificial intelligence and virtual reality, while also investing a ton in what it calls security and safety. A lot of this is hiring moderators. So it pledged by the end of this year to have doubled the number of human moderators that take down content on the platform to 20,000. And it's also investing in artificial intelligence directed at some of those problems. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be watching for UK consumer confidence figures and third quarter earnings from GM and Sanofi. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. 
From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.